Welcome back, guys, to episode 6 of the Heart of LA Who's podcast. Sorry, we haven't been around lately. I had to take a personal leave of absence. But now we're back. and we're All that matters is we're back. Yep. So things have been getting pretty spicy, huh? In the NBA. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was unfortunate we couldn't record an episode after the Clippers. Finally, after I don't even know how many years, like 50, 55. I don't know, 55 years. Finally make it to the Western Conference Finals. Um, it was just surreal. I wish we could get the reaction uh, the day after, but we just couldn't. We couldn't record. Um, it was It's surreal still now. I can't believe it. I'm just really happy that we're in the Western Conference Finals. Um, it was unfortunate that Kawhi is hurt, and he's most probably not going to play in the series is what I'm hearing. He's not going to play. Um even though this team is uh, so resilient, I don't know how they keep winning, how they keep clawing back in these games. Uh, last night, Paul George had 41 points. It was just, I think, his best playoff game ever. Um, he was just playing lights out and care, putting the Clippers on his back. Um, uh, obviously, not forgetting Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris, who played amazing, and DeMarcus Cousins. I think those four guys... I think they had almost all the points together, those four guys. So it was just amazing to watch this team fight back every game the way they are. There's just a lot of respect that they're gaining from outside fans. Okay, so first of all, I would like to say congrats to the Clippers and any Clippers fans. This was like a historical like landmark that you guys just achieved. You guys have never made it to a conference final. But you guys finally did that after 50-something years. So, first of all, congrats. But now, we have to talk about the series. Currently, the Clippers are down 3-2. It was 3-1 before yesterday. And it wasn't looking good. But Paul George stepped up. He's been stepping up. And like you said, Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris. And with the injury of Zubats, Ty Lue was like... So, like, Ty Lue said... I got to incorporate DeMarcus Cousins, and it worked. Um, I just want to say one thing. Ty Lue, um, I think, in my opinion, come at me if you want, I think he's the best coach right now in the NBA left. Besides, I no disrespect to Greg Popovich. I feel like just Greg Popovich has not been in the, the picture for like a couple years now with the Spurs being not as good. But in my opinion, the way he's adjusted this with this team against like... The adjustments that he makes with this team, let alone, is, I think, big enough for him to be right now number one coach in the NBA. I don't know if I would agree with that. That's kind of a hot take for me that I don't agree with that much. But, yeah, he's definitely stepped up from what he used to be. And he's been improving and climbing up the leaderboards for top coaches in the league. So, again, now that it's 3-2, it's a little more calming for Clippers, the Clippers, but still there's a lot of work that needs to be done and the Suns are hoping to finish off the series and go to the finals. So what do you think are the key points moving on from here? Um, Actually, I have a couple key points. Uh, First one I want to mention is uh, I know Chris Paul is a great player and he, I think in my opinion, should be a Hall of Famer, even though he's never won a ring, but his just impact on the game itself is just enough for him to be in the hall of fame but right now i 
as someone who's not a Suns fan, who's seeing from the outside in, it, it just kind of feels like the Suns are slowing down or playing a little bit worse than they were without Chris Paul. With with Chris Paul, there is some like there's a sense of um like sluggishness from the the players. Like I don't know, it just it just feels like um I don't know. Do you do you see what I'm talking about? That, that like there is there is no urgency. There's no energy. Like, I know in these what you players. mean because sometimes when players get injured, the team gets adjusted to a new style of play, and then they try like when they come back. The coach forces the superstar back into the team, mm-hmm. and then like it just gets all the players out of sync. Yeah, that, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, is that like they got to figure out a new game style or a like, game plan? Yeah, but when they were playing with Devin Booker, they were playing, they were matching the same pace that the Clippers are playing. Yeah, now it's more that the Clippers are playing with such higher pace than the Suns, and that's leading them to go on these like uh, crazy runs that they allowing them to come back because. The Suns are playing more of like a, uh, like a slower uh, pick and rolls. A lot of a lot of uh, jump shots. A lot of ISO ball. They're playing a more. Uh, I don't know the exact word uh, for this type of basketball, but it's just the energy level has dropped off. Is what I'm trying to say. With Chris Paul coming is it's, one thing I noticed. It's pretty ironic, actually, though, because for someone like a star player. Like what we just said, how when once they come back from injury and you try forcing them back into the team, it sometimes it won't work out. But someone like Chris Paul, who's not selfish, he's he's a passer, pass first kind of guy. It's pretty ironic that it's not working out because a player like him, it shouldn't be hard. If anything, him coming back should automatically boost their play, the team play. But yeah, and he's not. I mean, he's not having a great series. The three games that he's been back. Um, He's he's been averaging 18 points and about nine assists, but he hasn't been shooting the ball well at all. He's actually shooting 12% from three, and he's shooting 31% from the field. So I mean that that is I I know he had a shoulder injury um, a series back in the the Nugget series. He was had a like a lingering shoulder injury. No, it started and also off, the it Lakers. Started yeah, off from the Lakers. Yeah, my series. my mistake. It started off at the Lakers series, but I think he re-aggravated it in this the Nugget series. Yeah. And it might be affecting his shooting. Also, his conditioning. Because I personally haven't gotten COVID, but speaking to people who have had COVID, the after effects of having COVID is that some people say that you feel a lot, like you just feel a lot more tired than you, you used to before. You get more fatigued. Yeah, you get more fatigued. So possibly that's another reason why he's shooting so poorly. But um, I think, I don't, they don't necessarily need Chris Paul to like, like, make his game so much better for them to get past the Clippers because the Clippers are just one by one dominoes like the, the players are just falling with injuries like we saw yeah. yesterday Zubats uh, sprained his MCL like like out of nowhere I don't even I didn't, I remember the play that happened that caused the MCL spring but just it's just another blow for the Clippers like how many more injuries can they have yeah, and yeah. not to mention Marcus Morris is playing on a knee like a knee injury which is I so much respect to him for fighting through the the pain and playing but yeah it's just I, I don't know it's it's one of those things that if Kawhi was there i think this series would have been already done that that's that's and i'll i'll get to back i'll get back on this point i want i want to ask you about your uh points on this series but 
I have a hot take on the Suns and uh, if Kawhi was here. Okay, wait. Uh, Save that for after. Yeah, I will. What I have to say. So, what you said right now, saying if Kawhi was back, the series would have been over. Although, that's like the logical thing to like think about. Me, personally, like I, I don't know if I believe that because Paul George is having really good games, like putting up 30, almost 40 points. And if Kawhi were to come back, PG won't PG wouldn't be putting up that many. So the Clippers obviously they will be playing a little better, but I don't know if it will be like that much of a drastic change. Um, like maybe the series might have been different, but it wouldn't have been like I I wouldn't say it would have been over. I Not feel yet. like I feel like the but the thing is that Chris Paul didn't play in two games. I'm saying that let's say if the if Chris Paul was out. Like for high, like hypothetically, he was still out. He didn't have his, he had his COVID protocol still, and Kawhi wasn't hurt. I, I genuinely think that the Clippers would be up. I, I think the series would be over, or they would be up three two right now. It would be vice versa. Yeah, that could have changed, but also that's not like a drastic change. It's a one game change. But well, but I'm just saying three two to like kind of make it like like neutral. But in my opinion, in my honest opinion. I don't think this series would still be going on. I I honestly, I'm going to get to my hot take right now because okay. I kind of went into it. I believe that the Suns do not deserve to be here. That's my hot take. They constantly face the teams with with their players getting... I know injuries are a part of the game, but I don't know. Like I just feel like this Suns team is getting a bunch of big breaks. And I know you could you could say that oh Chris Paul was out for two games in the in this series and they won them, but besides that fact, let's go back backtrack all the way to the first series. I don't think they get out of the first round if AD was playing, not even at a hundred percent, but at like sixty percent. And AD was not even close to that, and whenever he was playing, or LeBron, LeBron was playing on an ankle injury. I don't think he was a hundred. LeBron wasn't a hundred percent, but I don't want to bring up the past. What yeah, past that. The Nuggets didn't have Jamal Murray and they obviously steamrolled them because just uh just too much for them. And then now they're playing against the team without Kawhi, now Zubak, now without Ibaka, and are to be frank, they're not comfortable right now. They're up three two, but they're not com- like it's not a comfortable three two. Like if I'm in the Suns locker room, I'm not like, oh we got this, like we're easy. No, like the Clippers are playing with nothing to lose. If they lose the series, no one is gonna say, "Oh, the Clippers, they should have, uh, they should have won this series." It's gonna be a, I respect the Clippers for putting up this much of a fight without with all their injuries and still getting to this point. I'm glad you brought this up because I had something to say on that. I was looking on social media today and I saw something which I agreed with a lot. Some guy was talking about how the Clippers play a lot better when they don't have expectations. Yeah, that's like true. When the summer when Kawhi and Paul George were brought in, Kawhi was coming off a championship run. Paul George was like one of the best players in the league. And they were just like stacked. The Clippers just like stacked up the team. And Doc Rivers, like everyone said he was a good coach. So at like that year, last year, the Clippers were like, if you have that good of a team, you're obviously expected to either get really far in the playoffs and even like win a title. And that those expectations stayed with them all along. And once they had the 3-1 lead against the Nuggets, they blew it. it it's a lot of pressure having that, that big of an expectation 
on a franchise. But this year, everything's different. Kawhi's injured. You guys are down. And no one's expecting you guys to win the finals this year. Exactly. Because of how last year played out. So if you guys go home, like still, no one's gonna be no one's gonna be that mad. Like you guys met your expectations, but also, so you guys have like nothing to lose. Yeah, I am. Uh, that's you hit the nail right. You 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 got that one right perfectly. Cause the players we saw last year, like you said, that when they had expectations, they crumbled. But I also give some of the blame. Well, not some. I give a lot of the blame to Doc Rivers. You already know about my yeah. <laughs> opinions on Doc Rivers. I, I really think that Ty Lue is one of the biggest reasons, if not the reason, why the Clippers are playing this well, even with their injuries. And I think also the fact that they're playing, um, that they're winning, they already have two games in this series, is because of how bad the Phoenix Suns are playing. Yeah. I don't think the Phoenix Suns are playing well at all, to be honest. They're having like on and off games. Yeah, that's like Devin Booker. He had like two really good games, but like he had three awful games. The games he's having against the Clippers are nowhere near the games he had against the Lakers. Yeah, for sure. Because and one thing that I want to say is Patrick Beverly has stepped up major. Like he's having a really, really good defensive series. He's guarding him well, but also like some plays he's getting a bit extreme. But also, yeah. But that's his right. that's his style of play, and he's recognizing that Devin Booker is on the younger side. This is his first playoff run. Besides the like, um, I know he's been guarding Chris Paul too. He's been switching off from Booker and Chris Paul. But when he guards Chris Paul, you see that there's more of like a confidence with his game. He knows what to do. He's been drawing the fouls against Patrick Beverly. But when he switches on Booker, it feels like Booker is like he can't, like it feels like Beverly's in his head or something. Like whenever Beverly's on him, he can't he can't score. He um he lets Beverly, who's smaller than him, out play him on the on the physical side of it and just like just bully him basically. And it, I feel like that's really affecting him. Um, I don't know if it's because of his first playoff run. It's just uh, he doesn't have that much experience to handled that situation better but i i expected booker to be um more consistent this is why when people say like playoff experience veteran experience this is why like in these situations that's why people bring it up it's it's much more important than people actually say it is um they got some vets they got jay crowder but one also another point that i heard um, I don't remember who said it, but it was it was on one. I think it was on ESPN or something. Is that Chris Paul is a good, great veteran, but the experiences that he brings is that what the Suns need right now? Like, what I'm trying to say is that Chris Paul was involved with so many blown leads with the Clippers, with Houston. Um, that does he know what like what he's supposed to do in this situation? Like that he's blo- like he doesn't have the track record of being like the guy that goes like, okay, we're up three one, we like we know what to do and gets the job done. He's always fell short. You're right about that, but also like if you, this could be like vice versa. If anything, like this could also scare him into playing better or like push him. But what we've seen is he's, he's so he not been playing well though. So like it, again, the Suns are having like every player, not the team as a whole, like. 
some games like Jay Crowder's doing good. Some games he's like doing average. Same with Devin Booker. Like it, it all depends, I think, on how they're how good they're doing and how good the Clippers are executing on the offensive and defensive end. That's what I think the series comes down to. I think overall the Suns aren't playing good. Um, I think they need to step up their game. I think they're still gonna win the series just because of how many injuries the Clippers have and fatigue always, always wins. Well, I mean, unless the Suns just crumble, then they should win this. It's in the Suns' hands to win this series. Like, if they don't win this, there is going to be probably uh, some changes with the team. Because it's like, it's in the bag. You're versing a, like, a handicapped team, basically. Uh, you should win this series. I wouldn't rule out the Clippers just yet. Because now we're finally seeing Paul George playing with like full confidence. From from the way he was playing like a few few games ago. Um, no, not a few games ago. Like the last two series, is, he was playing a bit like nervous and like anxious. But now, like you could see from his style of play, he's, he's like, I don't, I don't care. Like I don't. Yeah, I think the. I don't care. I'm giving it my all. Like turnovers, I don't care. I'm still gonna score. And um, I think it was Skip Bayless who had like a really good point about this that I remember listening to is that. This role for Paul George does him so much better than being the second guy. Because when he's the first guy, he has the confidence to shoot better. He's always thrived better like Yeah, that. in Indiana. That's yep. what I was going to bring up. In Indiana, he was like, he was a monster. And then he started, he went to, he went to OKC. He was like, you, what, I don't know. It's like debatable if you want to call him the number one. But he was in Westbrook's shadows. Like it was Westbrook's team. And then he goes to the Clippers He's under Kawhi's shadow, like... Along with that, what I said earlier plays a role in this, too. The expectations when PG was in... Exactly. Oakland, I mean, when PG was in on... Was, when PG was on the Pacers, he was doing good because they didn't expect him to win anything. Yeah. When he went to Oklahoma, they formed, like, a super team. Everyone was scared of him. The expectations were high, and he was also not... He could have been the first man. Like, that's debatable, like you said. But yeah, those two things play a lot, have like a big factor on the way Paul George performs. Yeah, and I think the thing is that um, I realized like from my experiences from playing basketball too, it's not like, um, it's like, it's something that you experience like in any team. If you're not the number one guy and you start missing a couple shots, the ball isn't going to come back to you. And whenever you're the number one guy, like someone like Paul George, who sometimes is plays with a lack of confidence when he starts missing shots especially being the number two guy you just start seeing the ball going to other people because you're missing shots it kind of hurts your confidence and your shooting goes down but now like like we saw yesterday he had 11 points in the first half and in the second half he dropped 30 points like he was he was he i'm not saying he was playing bad in the first half but he wasn't playing as aggressive and sometimes and as you would see, like, if Kawhi was there, the second half, they would give the ball more to Kawhi. Yeah. Just because Paul George wasn't being as aggressive. But now they're giving it back to him because he's the only dude. And he, and like, he's basically being forced to be aggressive and it's working. So when he becomes the number one guy, it, it just, it, it's better for him, I think, as a player, as a shooter. Because he's getting a lot more touches with the ball, a lot more shots. So it, it allows himself to regain his confidence throughout the game. I feel like I want to bring up something a little like off topic. It's about Kawhi, but it has like nothing to do with like the games right now that are going on. 
because he's not playing. Has he been showing up to the games? Oh yeah. Um. So Tyloo was talking about that he comes down to the locker room at halftime, at every home game, like when he's when he's there, um, and talks to the players. He said that he's been very vocal with the with the team in the in the halftime in the locker rooms, and he's been. Uh, I think he was saying like he's been texting uh, Tai Lu about adjustments that he sees. So he's been involved with the team. I know there was a lot of uh, there was controversy with him up yeah. in the sweep, but like Kawhi does his own thing. He's not like other players. Like you think he, you think he's doing that because of his personality type? Yeah, I think that's his personality type that he's up in the, the like. I know from what I'm hearing is that he wants to be there. Like he's trying to help, but he's not the type of guy to be like. Oh, I need to go show that I'm helping the team. Like he doesn't care. Like so, he wants to be in the suite with his family. Like he he doesn't yeah. care what you have to say. So like I think that's just his personality. It just some some fans are criticizing him. Yeah, because they're comparing it to LeBron, which I get. Like you could you could do. I get it. It's it's partially true though. Like if LeBron yeah, did if, that, he would get so much hate. Yeah, but that's also because of because of the way Kawhi is. Like I I personally understand that. Yeah, I don't like. I don't blame him for anything. Yeah, I, as I, long as he's being involved with. The he team. is. I the thing that I actually wanted to commend him on is like he, the amount of, uh, he's not a vocal guy, but Ty Lu is saying that he's been a lot more vocal, like in the locker rooms, helping the guys with adjustments, and so it just shows you like, that this team wants to win. Like they're not. I, I don't know. Like there's something different, so much different with this team than last year, and most of the guys are same. Besides some changes like Trez and Lou, um, but yeah, like uh, just it just there's so much like I'm so I, I'm so proud of the team like they're like I don't even care I do care if they lose but it's not like it's like going out with honor basically yeah like you're like you're not if you're gonna go down go down guns blazing like why would you just just surrender basically they're going out with everything like Reggie Jackson is going ballistic. Paul George is like just jacking up like twenty some shots, but he's working. Um, who else? Kennard. This this guy was so unconfident in the season, and all of a sudden in the playoffs, he's acting like he's like the best shooter in the NBA, and that's like that's something that is giving that confidence is given to you by the coach, and you just see that difference from Doc and Ty Lue. Like players like that who don't have that much confidence in the regular season are just playing like they have no expectations like you were saying playing with so much confidence and just such so proud of the team yeah you you have the right to be i i personally like applaud the clippers they got past the second round (laughs) they got everything they needed to if they win the title it's a bonus it's a big bonus but i wanted to bring up um now that you're saying like everything got better this year with tyloo you think now that the Blazers' new coach is announced to be... Oh, Chauncey Billups? Yeah. yeah. Do you think that changes anything for the Clippers? Uh, Chauncey Billups is a great assistant coach, and he he was working directly with Paul George and Kawhi, and um, he was... I, I think he was there to to help with the shot selection and with the, the, the shots that Paul George and Kawhi are getting. So it's going to be a big blow like for the team. I'm sure they could replace him like with a great player. I have faith in Ty Lue. Uh, but Chauncey Billups is a great coach and I think he's going to be great for Bla- the Blazers. Uh, but he was he was 
monumental for Paul George especially because I think he was working directly with Paul George. That's, I think, the main reason why they brought him there because he allowed Paul George to be a lot more confident because uh, we saw last year in the bubble, he was talking about his mental, his mental health. He wasn't that confident. He was just not in a good place. And uh, yeah, I think Chauncey Billups did wonders for Paul George. Let's hope he could do the same for Dane. Yeah, but Dane I feel bad sound, for that guy. He doesn't sound too excited to have him. He yeah, wanted, we'll get back to that on a, on another episode. We have some news on that, but um, so yeah. Also, before we transition off to the Hawks, I want to give a big shout out to Batum. No one's talking about Batum, but I think that guy is probably as important as Reggie Jackson in this in this series and in the the two series before in the in the success of this team he's rebounding he's defending he's playing uh he's playing like a smaller five like he's out there with a the small ball lineup and he's guarding bigs like Aiton. he was guarding uh what's his face boban somehow yeah. uh, and he was also uh what's his face guarding gobert and so like that guy was i'm the things that he does for this team is going so unnoticed and i hope they re-sign him for this summer because he's on a one-year deal. Batum's, That's one big guy that I want to sign. Batum's not the most athletic guy, but we've been seeing him have like the craziest defensive plays. Yeah, he. I would say like him and Patrick Beverly are the anchors of your defense yeah. when Kawhi's not present, because he's doing the dirty work for you guys, like in the paint. Imagine like how how is he stopping Boban Boban, someone that big? I think his style of play. He's such an intelligent player. That he fills the lack of athleticism with his intelligence, so he he just knows where to be in in the moments in defensively and offensively. Like, and it's so underrated his cutting. He's such a great cutter on offense. Um, he allows uh, players like Paul George that are playing the one basically now uh, to just be like a facilitator because you gotta have guys like Batum cutting, just making really good cuts to the basket. It's just. It just takes the weight off from the scores, especially that Kawhi's out. It just, it just brings you uh, like a solid eight points a game. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that wraps it up for the Clippers, but got to move on to the East. I my, like- my predictions are still standing in the East. I didn't call the okay, Hawks, but I called so the Bucks. I know. Who do you have in the East advancing oh, the for the Bucks. finals? Especially now that uh, I think it was like 10 minutes ago, I just saw on, the tw- on my Twitter that Trey Young is out for game four. We actually have, as we're recording, the Bucks game is about to start. So for us, we're still it's still two one. Yeah, Bucks. no, I think it's like the first quarter yeah. right now. But I Trey Young is uh, out, and to be honest, I don't know how healthy he's gonna be. They're saying it's a bone bruise. Yeah, it was. But I think they might be they might be bruise. hiding something else. I don't know if it's just a bone bruise, but. Uh, I don't think that's something that you recover in like two days. So, I don't know. It's just, let's see how the Hawks could. If they could pull the Clippers, like Kawhi goes down, Trae Young goes who's down. Who's there, Paul George? Exactly. <laughs> who's there, Paul George? So, John Collins, I don't think so. But let's see. I hope the Hawks make it a, a fun series. Like, continue the the excitement of the series but yeah. realistically the bucks are probably gonna i want it to be a fun series too but without trey young all expectations for the hawks are gone yeah like, unless they're veterans like 
Lou will step up. Oh, yeah, up. that's what I was going to say. If Lou will has an insane game, then that's I think that's the only way. What they, was the nickname you guys had for Lou will? Lemon Pepper Lou. Lemon Pepper Lou. <laughs> Lemon Pepper Lou has got to step up. Uh, yeah, Lemon Pepper Lou's got to step up big time. I'm pretty sure he will. I, I think I think he feeds off this kind of uh, thing pressure. So we'll see. I hope I hope the Atlanta Hawks um, could make this series still fun because the first three games were exciting. Besides the one game that the Hawks got blown out by like forty or something, the rest of them were fun. They just pissed off the Bucks, and the Bucks were like, "Nope, we're, like we're, let's wrap them up." Yeah. So, but now that Trey Young's down, the spotlights are on Giannis. You think this series has a big like effect on where he stands as like if he is the best player in the NBA or like top? Yeah, for sure. Top three. Uh, especially now that he beat KD. Well, I, the Nets were like shorthanded. It, um, that's the main reason why they lost. But the fact that he like dethroned KD in the Nets that everyone thought was gonna go to the finals. Um, I think already. Uh, kind of earned the respect of a lot of uh, journalists and uh, people in the media who criticized Giannis. So, yeah, I think Giannis... I think I don't think Giannis has anything to prove, to be honest, man. Like, I feel like he gets a lot of unnecessary hate. He does. Even though, even though like, he does have a lot of things to improve on, his shooting is his main thing that he needs to improve on. But, like, some people are just great without shooting and that's one of the things that Giannis is good at just not shooting it's not one of them but he's such a great athlete and he's such a great finisher at the rim uh that that's just it's his own greatness not everyone has to have the same greatness and I feel like a lot of uh media sources a lot of journalists judge people on this one type of player that everyone has to be and if you're not then you're not a great player but uh so yeah, I feel like Giannis has cemented himself after beating the Nets as like a I wouldn't say the best player, but I would say he's top five in yeah. the NBA. I, I think s- everyone could agree on that. Yeah. Like at least top five. Yeah, no, yeah, I think he's at least top five just because of the performances that he was putting up against the Nets. Like that guy was dropping forty I don't even know the exact stats, but he was dropping uh I think he dropped like forty plus in that last game seven to help them over the Nets. It was something like that. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I think I think Giannis, even though he doesn't have anything like big to prove, I just want to see Giannis do good. So. So yeah, I I think that. Yeah, I don't think any Giannis has anything to prove. Um, I think it's more of a Bucks have more to prove prove than Giannis, because I think if the Bucks lose this series, which I don't think they will, then. You see a lot of changes happening, especially their coach. I saw a meme today. I was I, I was dying. I was showing you. It was like every fan base uh, sending off one player to the Shanghai Sharks, and the Bucks didn't even send out a player. It was Mike Boonholzer, their coach. So, I, uh, he's, a, he's a good coach, though. I like him. I don't know. I feel like he does. He has a he does lack adjustments sometimes, and I feel like that's what the fans are angry about. So. If the Bucks somehow lose this series without Trey Young playing, then major problems. Major. Then you see a lot of people going. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's and then let's see who who do you think is coming out of the East and West right now? 
I was about to talk about that right now. Remember last year when everyone was predicting the Clippers and the Bucks to be the finals matchups? Oh, you think that's gonna happen now? No, I'm not. I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but like it's it's possible. It's crazy it's, how yeah. last year's predictions are this year's like the, almost. That like was like the favorite. Be. Yeah, it that was. That was like the favorite playoff prediction or the final predictions, but it didn't happen last year. But there's a chance it could happen this year. That's pretty like funny to me. But the thing is, man, like if if the Clippers somehow beat the Suns with without Kawhi. Is Kawhi gonna play? I don't know about that. Because what I'm hearing from people, like this, I was talking to some like reporters, like like Clipper reporters, um, on Twitter, and they were like, "What I'm hearing is not good. Like, it's not that he tore anything, but the sprain is not gonna fully heal a hundred percent for this series. Like, he's not coming back for this series. Those for kinds sure. of injuries could be very like risky to do- deal with." And I don't yeah. think the Clippers want to take any chances. I don't think they want to take any chances, but I think this is his eighth game out, so he's been out for 16 days. Yeah. Uh, it would be 16 days. And if it is a grade one sprain, because it's not it's not torn. We, if it was torn, he would have already got surgery. And um, I don't know, I sent you that video of him that some fan recorded that he was without a brace, he wasn't limping or yeah, anything. No so to, I'm not a doctor, but I don't think it's that serious. Like, it's not like a tear. For sure, it's not a tear. Because if he's walking normally without surgery, it's not a tear. It's just that it's kind of surprising to me why they're being so, like, quiet about the situation. I think I think that has to do with Uncle Dennis and Kawhi. Because um, we've seen this before with the Spurs. Uncle Dennis and Kawhi didn't disclose the severity of his injury uh, to, the, to the public. Uh, till after he got, like, traded to the Raptors and all of it just broke out, like people leaked information but it's just it's something the clippers like to do is keep everything like close and in private because we saw with the Kawhi and paul george deal it was just out of nowhere like we didn't hear one peep for the paul george that trade. was so unexpected yeah so like they try to keep stuff secretive that's just their that's their nature so i'm not a doctor but if i had to guess it's a sprain in the, like a grade one sprain Mm-hmm. But how, a grade one sprain is, is two to four weeks. Oh. It's been sixteen days. Yeah, it's been a while. And I feel like they're not they're not gonna rush him back. To be honest, I think right now he's probably like fifty percent. He probably hasn't he's not hasn't played basketball for like two weeks right now. I'm pretty sure he wants to play, but the coaches yeah. are telling him like you so, gotta take it easy. Yeah. I think and you get like five days minimum before the finals. Let's say if they do make it to the finals, so if we do see Kawhi Leonard, it's not gonna be this series. I'm yeah. telling, I'm telling every Clipper fan right now, like, don't get your hopes up. He's not coming back for this series. That's what that's what I'm hearing. That's what a lot of reporters are saying, that he's not coming back for this series. Um. So yeah, it's up to Paul George to get to the, to get the Clippers to the finals, and if they do, then they could assess Kawhi's uh, situation and see if he's. Uh, fully fit to play if not they they don't want him to play i think paul george said it he, not was it yesterday the yesterday's game or game four that we don't want Kawhi to play unless he's 100 percent. so yeah no, no one wants him to play if he's not 100 percent because it's just not it's not worth it um because if if the mcl sprain does not heal because i did watch some videos with doctors explaining the mcl sprain because i wanted to acl sprain because i wanted to get um 
some insight about it. So the ACL sprain is is like a very very minor like a minor uh, tear. Um, if I if I say this wrong, don't come at me. I'm not a doctor, but what I understood is that a sprain is still a very microscopic tear basically in the ACL, but it just takes a lot shorter time to heal. Like there was I was saying two to four weeks, yeah. the grade one sprain. The more you go into like the grade two, grade three, I think grade three is the ACL tear. The grade two is like a minor tear and the grade one is the sprain. And so if it is a grade one, then I'm sure he could come back. But if they rush it, we're going to see KD again. He could tear his ACL if it's, if it's not fully healthy, his knee. And that's just something you don't want because if he tears it, it's nine months. And he's, he's going to miss probably the ne next season. So it's not worth it. So... They got to monitor the situation. Hopefully, he gets fully fit. And hopefully, Paul George and the Clippers could make dreams come true for the Clippers fans to get to the finals. Look at this guy. He just became a doctor. Bro, I, I'm telling you, I was... I became, like, a full-on doctor. Like, a full-on... Um, what's that? What's that field of doctory for, like, doc... Doc... The tree. Well, I sorry. I I don't know how to speak English. Yeah, we're, we're not doctors. What is that? What is that word? I don't know what it is. Dude, I just became a doctor right after I saw Kawhi Leonard going down. I was like, wow. How, how long does MC ACL sprain take? Uh, <laughs> what are the treatments? Uh, Kawhi, for listening, there's a zero percent chance you are, but I'll donate my ACL to you if you not, want it. Not gonna lie, I did the same exact thing when AD went down. Oh, bro, it, I, it's I, any, I think doctor. every passionate fan does that. Yeah. Dude. Like everyone becomes a doctor. All of a sudden, your favorite player goes down. If you're concerned, you're obviously gonna read about yeah, it. Yeah, obviously. But if you want my ACL, I'll happily give it to you. Just, just get into contact with me. Our email is in the Instagram bio. I think. If not, we'll get it there. <laughs> Um, we'll see where we go from here. So, what are you saying for the finals right now? You said you you. you uh, okay, look on, on the East. Unless Trey Young comes back, it's pretty obvious the Bucks are yeah. advancing. So for now, I'm just gonna say the Bucks. And for the Western Conference, I'm not gonna predict anything. <laughs> what? I'm no, not you're predicting not, anything. You, you have to say a team. What? You can't no, just no. say no. We're not doing. Like, just it say it. Like, I know like, you're just saying because you don't want to say one team and, like, the complete opposite happens like you're jinxing it. But, like, just say what you really think. I'm, I'm like, literally 50-50 here. Who do you think has the upper like hand? Like, the Clippers have been playing with... The Clippers are playing better right now, but they're also two games down. Okay, let's or, do this. They need to win two games, sorry. Let's do this. Google's gonna flip a coin for you, and this is exactly what we're gonna do. So, what are you saying? Call okay. it right now. Heads are the Clippers, tails are the Suns. Heads are the Suns, tails are the Clippers. Yeah. No, no, no. Heads, Clippers, tails, okay. Suns. Okay. I'll flip it again because they already flipped it for me. But I'm flip a it three times. Oh my God! Just call it right now. Okay. One. I'm. Let me do the two. Three. Right now it's spinning. Call it right now. Call it. Call it. What am I gonna call? Call the the thing, the the heads or tails. Okay, tails. It's heads. Who'd you say? The Clippers were heads. Why did I need to call it then? No, that was your prediction. No, I mean it was heads. If it's heads, then yeah. It it's was the your Clippers. prediction was Clippers. Yeah, that's what I'm okay, saying. Then, no, I guess. Yeah, I don't know why you had I, to call it. That was <laughs> that was a mental uh, error by me. I don't know why I said call it, but it's the Clippers for you. So Clippers please don't come bugs. at me in the comments, dude. We flipped the coin, and I had a mental um, 
I had like a brain fart right there, and I because told him to guy, call it for some reason. He's a, doc, he's a doctor. <laughs> I don't know why I call. He's a doctor. I'm a doctor who doesn't know how to do a coin flip. So, okay, so you're saying Bucks and Clippers, and who do you think wins in that? Like Bucks and Clippers. If Kawhi comes back, you no. Know, Kawhi, let's say Kawhi doesn't come back because it's not looking the entire good. series. Yeah, it doesn't look positive right now. Unless we get the more if positive. It, if he doesn't come back, the entire series out of the Bucks, but I don't know in how many games. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to flip a coin because I know what I need. I know what my predictions are. But if Kawhi comes back, it's going to go to Game 7. And I think the Clippers could win it in Game 7. If Kawhi comes back, that's a big if. We haven't heard one positive news and that scares me. Uh, that's the thing that scares me that we haven't heard one positive thing. We've barely heard any news. Yeah. All you hear is Tyler saying he's out for this game, he's out for that game. So, my predictions are the Suns and Bucks and Bucks and 5. Suns... Bro, I, man, that. Unless Giannis gets injured. I see that. I see Bro Wattis, man, Faze Rook's brother on my feet every day because he's a Suns fan. He's just calling out the Clippers. Dude, I never hated the Suns and I still don't. I just dislike. <laughs> I just dislike the Suns in this series just because of Bro Wattis. That guy talks so much trash about the Clippers. Have you seen the hype that that guy was getting that got into a fight at the oh, Nuggets yeah. game? He's like, he's like, and I've seen like the Suns in four <laughs> after he, after he like fought someone. Yeah, I see, I see the memes. They're like changing his face and putting like Clippers in seven. That guy's probably living his life right now. Yeah, they're selling shirts with his face on it. So, yeah, he's living life right now. But we'll I see. don't hate the Suns. I just, I just was making a joke. But yeah. I don't know. Bro, Waters has been annoying on Twitter. Please stop tweeting at the Clippers. We've done nothing to you. Um, we'll see where we go from here. Is yeah. That it? I think that's it. We we got we got the final predictions. Kawhi. Mine was based off of luck. Or yeah. Odds, not odds. Sorry. Kawhi again. Flip coin. I'm gonna mention coin it one flip. more time, just in case you skipped over the the flipping coin stuff. Hit me up if you want an ACL. I got you. And then Zubak, you have an MCL sprain. I got you with the uh, MCL too, bro. Honestly, y'all could take my whole leg and just figure it out. Y'all could take shit. my whole leg. I'll get a prosthetic robot one. And you okay, guys okay. can figure it out. Stop. You're sounding desperate. No, Please. I am desperate because this is our best chance to get into the finals in the past, like, like century. I don't even know. Like, 50 years. So. I think that's about it. Before yeah, that's it. one goes on another rant. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, make sure to subscribe. Yeah, and make sure to check us out on Spotify and Apple for the uh, audio versions. And peace out, guys. Peace.